The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were, approach- as they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury their dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. To him, Jesus said, No one sets a hand to the plow and looks to what is left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Following Jesus is intimidating. I'm sure it's something that we all experience in our life, whether it's a life decision or choices and decisions that we have to, small decisions that we have to make in our life. Sacrifices have to be made, things have to be set aside, and choices and decisions have to be made among a multitude of options. And, you know, we feel that intimidation. We can feel that intimidation of, of following Christ. Um, you know, I even venture to say that Jesus intimidates. <laughs> Jesus intimidates. And he calls us to big and grandiose things, and he calls us to things that are beyond our perceived capabilities. Christ calls us to do things that we don't believe that we can do or that we have the strength to do in our lives. You know, the first reading that we read today of Elijah and Elisha, um, for me anyway, it brings me back to actually when I was thinking about being a priest because, you know, I had my own obstacles, I had my own struggles that I was working through and, you know, am I going to, you know, can I do this? Do I have the strength to do it? You know, can I not get married? And, you know, is there a way to get married and be a priest? <laughs> right? There's a lot of things that, that you're working through. And, and even, too, you know, in my own 20-year-old brain, you know, I'm thinking of all the, the big dreams that, you know, that I'm giving up, you know, the starting a business and my Ferrari and, you know, all those things, right? You're just, you're thinking, wow, all these awesome things that I'm giving up. And, But also, besides my own objections, uh, my dad had his own objections as well. And um, he actually wanted... So I joined the seminary before I finished college. So he wanted me to finish college first. 
and then join the seminary. And, and he said, well, you know, because if you, uh, if you flunk out, well, then you can, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you decide not to become a priest, you have something to fall back on and you can live your life and you're out of my house and, <laughs> you know, you can just kind of move on with life. And anyway, so I responded to him with this story of Elijah and Elisha, that Elisha felt that call to follow Elijah. He sacrificed everything. He burnt the yokes, and, and he just, he up and followed. And he says, this is the moment that I need to go. And he went. There's a spiritual writer, Henry Nowen, and he died about uh, 20 years ago or so. And in his diary, he writes the following. I want to be a great saint, but I also want to experience all the sensations that sinners experience. I want to withdraw into silence of prayer, but I don't want to miss anything that is going on in the world. I want to bury myself in anonymity amongst the poor, but I also want to write books. I also want to be known. I want to be seen by others. I want to go places meet people, and do interesting things. And this is the battle that went on within that life of Henry Nouwen. And I think it's a battle that we all experience in our life. We want to be blessed by God on one hand, and yet on the other, we feel pulled and drawn towards sinfulness. And we want to experience that momentary joys that the world has to offer. Our gospel today has three people that come to Jesus, and they're either invited or they come to Jesus and they say, Hey, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you go. I'll go wherever you want to go. And they vocalize their desire to follow Christ. And for me, they even beautifully vocalize their objections to following Christ. So they have a desire to follow Christ, but they also experience objections. In the same same person, the same person, the same heart, wants to follow Christ and has objections to following Christ. And that's, I think, a dynamic that we all live and experience within our lives. The first one comes to Christ and says, hey, I will follow you wherever you go. Wherever you go, I will follow you. And our Lord responds by saying, Foxes and dens, foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And so, this first follower, this first would be follower of Christ, says that he will go wherever Christ goes, no matter the sacrifice, no matter what it costs. And Jesus responds by asking him, do you really understand and know what you are getting into? Do you really understand what you're committing yourself to? Because in our own minds, we can have these grandiose ideas and we can romanticize so many things about what it means to to follow Christ. But then come those little hidden expenses that we have to pay for following Christ, those small little details, those small little things that we have to do. You know, sometimes we can think are, are below me. 
right? Those small things that we have to do. Sometimes I like to think of a, of a, uh, a couple that, you know, they have their newborn baby, right? Beautiful, wow, this is, you know, what an awesome baby. Well, then comes changing diapers <laughs> and, you know, waking up at 3 a.m., you know, because you've got <laughs> a little child throwing up or, you know, or the child comes into your bed at night, <laughs> you know, and just kicks you all night long, right? At least that's what I hear. <laughs> And, you know, and so, you know, these, these grandiose things, these great things, you know, obviously a baby and a child is, is a great thing. But then come those small hidden things that we have to pay, those small sacrifices that we have to pay, those unglamorous challenges that throughout our life can take many forms. And this is, this is what our Lord is reminding of this would-be follower of Jesus. Great, you know, great, come follow me. But know that there are going to be small things that you're going to have to pay, small sacrifices that you're going to have to, have to give up. The second would-be follower of Christ is invited. And our Lord says to him, follow me. And he says, well, let me go first and bury my father. And this could probably sound harsh because our Lord responds by saying, let the dead bury their dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And this can sound harsh coming from the voice of Jesus. But commentators on the gospel, they say that most likely that this man's father was not dead and he was probably not even near death. And so this was putting off something that needed to be done now. And how often in our lives we receive those momentary inspirations to do something. We receive, a, at this particular moment, I'm inspired to do something. But yet, we put it off. We put off those momentary acts of kindness, those momentary inspirations that we receive. And Jesus' point here is that in everything there is a crucial moment. In every inspiration that comes from God, there is a crucial moment. And that moment can be missed if we don't take action right away. How often we live in the emotion of the moment and we substitute that for the action. We live in the emotion of doing something great and we substitute that for the actual action of doing something great. Right? Those moments that we experience in our life. Right? I'm going to write a little, little note of sympathy to somebody. I'm going to write a thank you note to somebody for something that they have done for me. And we put it off and we say, well, you know what? Tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. And I think we all know that tomorrow becomes <laughs> never. <laughs> and so our Lord is inviting us to act when our hearts are stirred. To act in those moments when our hearts are stirred. And the third follower would be follower of Jesus. He says to Jesus, I will follow you, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. And Jesus responds by saying, No one who sets his hand to the plow and looks to what is left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. 
And it's the invitation, the reminder of our Lord not to live in the past. I think of the the Jews when they left Egypt and they're wandering through the desert. Half their conversations were about the awesome food that they had back in Egypt. Daydreaming about the good old days. And even too, I'd venture to say, daydreaming about the good old days, but also reminiscing and holding on to the sins of the past that we've experienced and not entrusting those to God's mercy. Our Lord reminds us that the kingdom of God is ahead of us. The kingdom of God is not behind us. The kingdom of God is before us. And our Lord invites us to look forward and not allow the past to hold us back. You know, those newlywed couples you know, beginning their, their beautiful life together. And, you know, sometimes I hear this, you know, their, their first struggles that they experience in marriage. And what's their temptation? <laughs> to go running to mom and dad. <laughs> I'm going to go back to mom and dad because, you know, they have all the solutions. <laughs> no, no. You figure out life on your own. You figure out, you, you solve your problems on your own. Yeah, I mean, ask for advice. But no, but this is you. This is you and your husband or your wife figuring out your life on your own. Because you are not your parents. You are yourselves. And so our Lord invites us to look to the future. Our Lord invites us to look forward and not to hold on to the past. You know, the gospel doesn't mention anything about these three people. It doesn't say that they didn't follow Christ. It just says that they voiced their objections. And personally, I like to believe in the fact that in their voicing of their objections to following Jesus, that their ultimate response was yes. Because in voicing their objections, they actually found the strength to follow Christ in the affirmative. Trusting in his generous compassion, we turn to the Father and voice our petitions. That God will strengthen the bond of unity between the faithful and the pastors of the church. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For blessings on all families gathered together at this time of year for reunions or for a time of rest. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. The people everywhere will have an unfailing respect for all persons from conception to natural death. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. In thanksgiving for the recent Supreme Court decision upholding the sanctity of life, we pray to the Lord. That Christians will have the courage to proclaim the gospel of life and dignity for all with kindness and clarity, even in the face of adversity, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Betty Nagel. We pray to the Lord. 
for those who are sick or infirm, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And let perpetual life shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God. Loving Father, we praise you with all our heart, for you have rescued us, preserve us, protect us, change our mourning into dancing, through Christ our Lord. Amen.